0: Welcome to episode 15 of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Nils Janssens. Nils has had a remarkable blading career so far. He's had three pro skates to his name, one with rems and two with roses. He's had numerous pro wheels and pro frame from ground control. In addition to that, he's won numerous contests over the years, including Winter Clash. I think he's also placed on the podium like twice or three times in addition to winning it. And this year has been no exception. In addition to winning the e contest for Street and coming third in the online contest for Park, he also released Breeze, which was the promo for his second Pro Skate for Roses. And currently it has almost 350,000 views on YouTube, which is pretty massive and unheard of in this day and age. So we wanted to talk to him about that, how things are going with Roses, um, his YouTube channel that's picking up a bit of traction and his social media accounts because he just seems to be really working hard to build a presence there and it seems to be paying off. In addition, he's also been helping out at Blading Camp, so we want to talk to him about that. How he feels about how things have went with Rems now that he's no longer part of the team. A bunch of stuff, basically. Before we get into it, cue the music. Um so I guess we have to start this off by saying merry almost christmas because there's like 4 days to go.
1: Thank you. Same to you.
0: Um are, are you are you growing the hair out for winter is that what's happening here? Are we going for the
1: Yeah. going for the yeah. hippie look
0: for, Yeah.
1: No no no, no long term plans but I guess I said to my girlfriend I'll cut when the covid is over so it's growing oh. now.
0: That's gonna grow all the way down to your ass then because COVID's gonna be I mean, around for a while.
1: Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plus, you need you need all the insulation you can get in Latvia because that's not it's not a warm country.
1: Not at all, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so you have had a pretty incredible 2020 because you started off the year with having a skate promo that went viral. Then you had another split part with Bobby Spazov for Got Game. Then you had Mizuka with the rest of the Rossi's guys. And then came first in Efi Street and third third in the park event. Is that right? Yeah. So that's quite a lot to cram in in a year where most people didn't really get to do anything in terms of traveling or skating or... Like, you, you squeezed a lot in.
1: Yeah, I mean, you... You said it hundred percent. I mean, for me personally, I feel it's been a, a beautiful and like super productive year, like all the way starting from January until now, I feel I can actually sit down and reflect on what we've done. I mean, it's been amazing, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's good because I'm going to ask you about a hundred questions <laughs> about everything that you've done this year, right? We'll start off with fees because that's the easiest thing to go through. With the street part, well, actually, with the competition in general, it it was very obvious that some people put in a lot more effort than others. Like some people just threw together edits and did it really quickly. But both yours for the street and the park ones, you went in. Like the production value, was. it was basically like it was one of your sections. It was just a short version of one of your sections. I mean, the mm-hmm. final one that you won, you had the Drop Savannah on that, really high (laughs) scary ledge yeah there was the three sole to top sole and then there was that kink rail at the end those were those were not playing it safe tricks all of those were like hammer time ender tricks
1: yeah but it didn't feel like that at the time i guess we planned it right and the process how we went through filming all those clips it came like super naturally no thank god no injuries or no kind of serious setbacks or or fails during during fi- filming for for both of these parts, and it it felt really good. I mean, I can not thank enough to my brother Martins and uh, second camera and photographer Caspers for all their work. You know, I did skating, but to make videos like these, it's so much more than just putting skates on and doing those tricks.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like you guys have got a really good partnership because you have made so many videos together now. And even with the raw clips that you put out, it didn't look like any of those tricks took that long. Like most of them seem to come quite quickly, even if you did get frustrated with a few of them, like they didn't, it didn't look like there was a lot of attempts.
1: Yeah, as I said, they came pretty, pretty like without going aggressive or or too frustrating it came pretty good natural figuring my way out on most of these tricks kind of step by step but there was this one fish to backside backslide on a king krail yeah and that that literally took 70 tries i think for sure i was like i was uh, i didn't know where i was should i keep going or should i go home and just feel sad I, I really was lost at some point <laughs>
0: yeah it's one of those one of those soul destroying moments where you're like i don't i don't know if i believe that i can do this
1: yeah and when you even when, even when you land it you're not kind of hyped you're just like thank god the war is over you know you can go home
0: <laughs> yeah. Relieved. <laughs> yeah, yeah relieved yeah relieved more than happy big, yeah big time um and the park one i was curious because see when you made the street one did you did you have those spots already planned out like were those places that you wanted to just get tricks on or was it all very like last minute and not very thought out
1: now it was i mean skating spots here in riga you don't get a big choice you can be picky and it's either skating small stuff or it's skating big stuff. And that's how I grew up. Basically, if there's a drop rail, I need to do it because there's no other spot I could possibly do. So it was similar to filming for fees. We I had a list of spots. So for the qualification, we wanted to go like 80% in kind of making sure we're in the finals. And then in the finals, we take all the spots I really want to do and kind of try to push myself a little bit further.
0: Are there any drop rails left in Riga because you you've been skating there since you were like 9 years old and you yeah. it feels like you've been doing drop rails for like two decades so there there can't be many left
1: just some that are ridiculous and not not in my to-do list anymore at this kind of time of age of yeah
0: Right, okay, right. So even even too scary for by your standards. That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Like that one that that was the ender for my final part. I mean, it's because we got kicked out of the actual ender, which was another kind of drop rail. Yeah. And then we just I had this spot on the list as like, hey, it's doable, but I don't really want to go there and do it. But then we got kicked out and I was like, okay, there's this drop kink. let's go there and just do it because yeah, there's spots like these that you don't really want to go there skate for fun, but if it's if it's uh, time to work, then uh,
0: <laughs> yeah it, there it's, it's right yeah.
1: there and it's yeah it's, it's doable for sure. There,
0: there didn't look anything fun about skating that last spot like a, a, a kink rail of <laughs> a, a drop well you've got the drop of the double flight of stairs and then you've got another drop because there was a set of stairs below it so it's basically like a three-story drop that's yeah that's that's not fun for anyone
1: and the landing is stupid short you basically right smash yourself into the the another handrail
0: yeah i did notice nothing
1: nothing fun about that yeah but it's
0: yeah um i'm curious why what i wondered was in the street one you're not wearing a helmet but in the park one you are wearing a helmet and i was just curious what what your like reasoning was behind that or if i don't know you've hit your head in park recently or
1: i mean basically i feel like i'm getting more conscious in the street and in the park since it's kind of park and more more of a playground fun and games you kind of have higher chance of losing control kind of playing or trying something new, especially if I try to experiment with new flips and just go in like using, I don't know, a lounge box or a quarter pipe for new kind of spins. And that is definitely not my kind of uh, skating that I grew up doing. And uh, so pretty much I've just, yeah, I don't know. I just do it when I go to skate a park, like ramps, ramp park, I put on my helmet. Also because if I train for fees that I was kind of planning to, to do this year, but it all got canceled, you have to skate in a helmet. And if I try to do new flips, I'm definitely putting my helmet on. But street, I don't feel there's much risk. You know, I, I go and do my thing, figure it out step-by-step step, and it's,
0: yeah. So it's more of like, a, yeah, like basically a comfort thing or a safety, like you're like, I've you feel you're more at risk in park than you do in street?
1: Yeah, not necessarily. I don't know. I just, I thought it's a good example to put this helmet on in a park because that's where the kid's going to go and train and practice and do their first tricks. Yeah. But usually when I go to the same park, I don't use my helmet, you know. I, I'm playing and I'm in full control of what i'm doing and i don't feel like i'm doing something extreme and you know out of my control so i should put my helmet on it's like showing a good example to the kids and uh, i'm actually wearing a helmet when i go skate big ramps
0: that's fair enough um the the prize the like whole prize thing with the fees became quite contentious because it turned out that the guys got the guys got prize money for both events but the girls only got prize money for I think it was only for the park event I was just wondering what you thought in that because obviously you know you're on the podium and people like Mary Minoz were on the podium for the girls category and yeah she was quite vocal about not being happy about what they got in return for their efforts
1: for sure and I see their reasons I mean it's completely unfair but I mean, there's not much I could do about it. You know, I'm just a competitor. I can either choose to compete or not to compete and support the event or not to support the event. And I mean, I just went, did my job and and that's it. And I mean, but for sure, I mean, I can only speak up about fees to, to change things in the future and make it kind of more even. Cause yeah, having a price money like over one K to guys and then having just a skate bag to girls, that is for sure like that is like even that's not serious, it's just I think ridiculous that it even happened, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's- and
1: but but then again, somebody let it happen, you know. There should be somebody already in in the planning process of this stating that hey this is not the way that it can happen but there was somebody who let it happen and i don't know for sure it's wrong and i i support girls getting paid
0: yeah it's one one of those ones where it's difficult to and unless you know how the money is generated for the prize fund in the first place it's difficult to know how it's being allocated but yeah it it does seem kind of unfair for the girls
1: it should be more transparent for sure because Even now, I didn't know how much I'm going to get until money rolled in my bank account. You know, they just said, I don't know, like 15K prize purse for all disciplines and categories. And nobody knows how much you get for your best trick or how much you get for third, if you get something for your fifth place or not. And it's just, yeah, it should be more transparent, you know, if you're paying money, you...
0: So when when you win, they don't they don't actually tell you how much you win.
1: Uh, No, I think once I won, they sent me an email how how much I won, and when actually money rolled in my account, it was like four hundred less because of taxes.
0: Ah, right, okay, right. Yeah, but it's it's still yeah. Yeah, that they They never mentioned because yeah, it's more often than not it's considered your responsibility to pay the tax on. Right. That is kind of strange. Okay.
1: And even not a single mention of, like, this is the price, but we're going to calculate off the tax that we have to do. But it's just like, hey, congratulations, you won this amount of money. Yeah. And then you get it. It's, it's it's less, but it is what it is. You know, it's nothing that I can be in control of, like.
0: Yeah, true. But um, there's
1: room for improvement, for sure, from the oh. fee side as well.
0: Always. Although it is one of the more generous and rider-friendly competitions that there are out there because they do seem to take care of their athletes from everyone that I've spoken to. They always seem really happy with how they're treated For at sure. the events. Um I was that's weird that you brought that up because I was going to ask if you had any interest in competing at the events, because you're obviously a great park skater. You've done well in park competitions in the past, like winter clash and stuff like that. And I always did find it a bit odd that we never really saw you competing at fees events. Like you didn't seem to be like a regular person that attended those.
1: Yeah. It's first I want to say just big shout out and big thank you to fees for actually doing this E event. You know, we started talking kind of about the like, not the good things, but it's for sure. Feast is doing an amazing job for, for us as bladers as well. And uh, I can say the park contest that happened throughout the year, it's something different than Winter Clash or, or, I don't know, Shred Cologne and, you know, all the events where you jam with other guys. You, you kind of have time to send your hammers, pieces all in, train and be an athlete to lace to your run, you know. It's two different things. It's the same when you watch BMX, you know, you watch street riders doing their technical stylish things and then you have those guys that are just programming on a street span doing 360 triple whips and stuff like this and it's just kind of hard to have your mind in the both both sides at the same time and i feel super good in the in the street especially now at my age i feel like i really enjoy taking my time to figure the tricks out when in the contest it's like go time you know you don't have time to to manage your mind you just need to go now is the time so
0: yeah and then there's obviously like the pressure like the big crowd and stuff like that and
1: yeah and it can be great i enjoyed so much at the winter clash you know that the crowd is just cheering and you're like you feel like immortal you know you're like going for your trick and the energy is so so high, but then again, peace feels a little bit different because all the course is just by you. Spectators are on an, on another on another kind of not. I mean, so far away, so you feel yeah. like a, like you're in arena doing your 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 thing.
0: And you don't have to dodge spectators while you're trying to go for a trick, like you do at winter clash. Like that's that's like that's the hidden <laughs> yeah, the hidden yeah, yeah. danger that no one really kind of warns you about when you're a competitor at winter clash. That you're going to spend the majority of the time just trying not to hit someone standing on the course. Mm,
1: yeah, but it's part of the the whole fun, you know. Yet you're so close with all the people, you know, and especially for the spectators, they they feel they are part of all the tricks that being landed and they're not kind of so far away from the rider and they're skating.
0: Yeah, like playing competing at fees kind of feels like being in a rock band and playing a stadium gig, whereas going to Winter Clash feels like you're playing, I don't know, like a small punk gig and just the crowd's all around you and it's just really intense. And it could be argued that that's better because you feel more part of the experience, but then obviously... Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah, none is better. It's just two different things, I feel like. And I kind of wanted to go to Japan this April. And I was already kind of starting to train in my local park because it's, it's, it takes, it takes, it takes a lot of practice, you know, to get all your quarter pipe tricks on lock to, to lace this 50 or 60 second run. But then the whole COVID thing hit in and, and fees came up with the e fees event which was super cool and it gave me a chance to actually get a feast trophy without traveling to Japan. Um, so,
0: and then, then you get to miss out on the experience of actually going to it was Hiroshima it was meant to be wasn't it?
1: Uh, Hiroshima yeah, yeah that's right.
0: Um, yeah you don't get to see that part of the world as a result. Um, yeah for sure. The big question is: Do you think you had a chance against Joe Atkinson? Because he's been pretty much unstoppable when it comes to fees events. He just he just seems to figure out the course really quickly.
1: I mean, it's his territory. You know, you <laughs> let him you let him do his thing. I mean, he's focused on the goal for like fast last five or even more years, and he's he's there because he put in all his work. You know, and uh, yeah much respect to joe for everything he does but i mean i don't even plan on trying to beat him when going to feast event you know okay i would i would even go there more for the fun and experience maybe go to the finals but it's just it's it's not where my i feel my heart going in 100 percent. you know and focusing all on that as well
0: yeah um so on top of the events you've also had an amazing year in video your YouTube channel's taken off. You did the pro skate promo at the start of the year that I just checked the stats on it today and it is like 1000 short of 350,000 views for the Breeze video. Oh yeah. That's an insane amount. Now you've obviously got access to the analytics so you can see how, how has it reached that number? Because that's pretty much unheard of in blading today. Like, even Richie Eisler's, like, was it Toronto or Montreal? Canada. Canada one, Yeah. That hit a million, but it it took years to do it.
1: Yeah, like five years. And he hit one million, I think, last year or just recently, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it was sometime this year. Yeah, But you you did that in a really short space of time. So do do you know why it's done that well?
1: To be honest, no. (laughs) I mean... I, it feels I was hoping like, for some uh, like
0: mystical insight there and you were like, oh, well, no. this website picked it up and shared it and that's obviously helped us, but...
1: No, to be honest, it feels like um, just kind of, I don't know, this big kind of reward, not even reward, but just kind of appreciation. And it felt like, you know, we've been creating new stuff every single year, working with my brother, trying to 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 show blading kind of in a different perspective. So it's kind of more interesting from the outsiders, not always keeping it core, but just just have it so I can show it to my mom. And she's like, oh, cool, you guys went there and it looks beautiful and the skating is, is, is awesome. So it just feels like all clicked perfectly for this one. We, we happened to choose the right place, the right weather, the right time to go there, the skate, my, the breeze. And just my brother and Casper's doing an incredible job on the video, choosing the right music. And it feels like the combo ended up being this, this super mega attractive thing that people like really enjoyed. And it started popping up, popping up in like everybody's recommendation YouTube videos and it just exploded pretty much quickly.
0: Um- <laughs> yeah the video is obviously well put together and it's got really great shots of just yeah the cities that you're skating in and obviously those that incredible place with like the blocks that you're jumping between yeah and how the hell he convinced that woman to let him film from her apartment is just when you see yeah. that in the outtakes and it's like can i can i come up and film from up there and she's like yeah sure that's just yeah that's gold um, and that's
1: how it is people in sicily it's like They are so open minded and so happy to see you and talk to to strangers, you know, here where I live, Latvia, it's you can't even think of it. You know, people on the street will will kind of avoid just having an eye contact, but here you, you go to Sicily and they're so welcoming. After filming this clip, this lady actually comes down with a plate of cakes. And they're inviting us all inside the apartment to have a drinks. And because some of their family had some kind of uh, celebration, was it something? But she she came down and kind of, we all had a little bit of uh, dessert, cakes. And it was just incredible. It was a random woman there, yeah.
0: I was going to ask about that because this is this is the second promo that you've filmed in Italy. Because obviously your last Pro Skate with Roses you filmed, was it in Rome? Where yeah. Was, so I was that was ask, in Rome. Yeah, I was going to say, why do you keep going back to Italy to film these things? But it kind of sounds like you've just answered it. I, I thought you were going to say ice cream. I thought you were going to be like, I'm, um, I'm yeah. obsessed with ice cream and coffee. But
1: that's true for sure. Pizza, ice cream, and uh, coffee. But then again, Rome project was was great. But I wasn't like that super excited with the spots. And then when we started planning where to go to film for the Breeze video, obviously, like Barcelona is like already everybody's skating there, so we wanted to come up with something fresh. And then I kind of me and Caspers talked about Sicily, that it's just incredibly beautiful land, people are happy there, the food is great, there's spots. We checked some skateboarding and BMX who have done projects there and it all made sense we traveled there met up with uh, francesco a local homie who helped us out like so much he was so welcoming to take us everywhere like every single day he was so happy that we came so that was absolutely the right choice
0: it definitely seemed like yeah the location for your new one was a lot more User friendly than Rome because I saw some of the run ups, like the one that you do, is it Porn Star to Topsole or Elliot like Porn Star to topsail And the run up yeah. for that just looked awful. It was like horrible cobbles and then a landing right next to a restaurant where people are sitting and you've just got yeah. this tiny board of wood to do, like that, that didn't look like a fun spot to skate.
1: No, but I mean, that's how we, that's how most of the run ups been here for me growing up. So, it was it wasn't anything new, but but yeah, for sure. Rome but that's, was that's, cool, that's beautiful. That's the reason
0: why you leave where you're from. You leave to get away from the crappy <laughs> spots, yeah, not, yeah, not to escape that. more.
1: <laughs> but Rome was beautiful, but much more hectic with the cars, with the traffic. Every spot you need to go, you just you need to spend a lot of time in the car, and uh, yeah, the streets are tiny, and it's super touristy, in kind of when the weather is good. So Sicily was much more laid back. We even had to set some days to spend in the nature and it's just like I can recommend to everybody to visit Sicily once in a lifetime for sure. It's 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 a beautiful
0: place. It did look from, I've been watching your blog things whenever I get a chance as well and it did look like you guys went to some pretty incredible looking like settings when when you were skating and when you weren't skating as well. um. So that's you had your second pro skate from Roses. I guess the question people are going to want to know is, are there any plans to have another one? And if so, like how far ahead in the future would that be?
1: Um, Probably 2021. I so think that, that's I you
0: confirming there, there are plans to have another pro skate?
1: I mean, I can say yes, there's plans. And okay. I'll, I'll stay there. Yeah.
0: That, that's all you're gonna tell me all right okay
1: yeah, yeah, yeah wait wait yeah i think yeah i don't want to spoil anything and uh, there's plans for sure so next year is looking exciting as well
0: all right fair enough um most people remember like obviously you've been on roses for a few years now like after they revamped the team and restarted it but most people do remember you as coming up being on rems being like latvia's answer to kind of chris haffey was it was it hard to leave rems because you were like you were loyal to that brand for it felt like you were on rems for the better part of a decade maybe even longer like for as long as i'd known you until you joined roses you were always skating rems
1: yeah i think i think it was 10 years exactly maybe 11.
0: it couldn't have been easy to leave that behind because you obviously were loyal to that brand for so long for a reason
1: sure i mean pretty much to every brand that i've been supported by i've been super loyal like all the way until the end and and rem's thing i just felt like i needed something fresh like a new room for for just finding and like joy in in blading in general so Even you know you see where Rams is now as well. It's kind of I don't know if who can even tell if Rams is still around or it's it's not around. That is that is
0: what I wanted to ask you about because obviously it it was such a big part of your blading career for so long, and seeing what's happened to the brand since you've left, you know pretty much all the riders in fact i'm sure all of the riders are skating other skates now and there's been no word from rems if they're even going to continue so i was just wondering how that made you feel because obviously you're you must have some kind of affection for kato and the brand because you rode their skates for yeah like you said 10 years
1: yeah of course like all the respect to kato but but obviously you know for me or for other riders who want to see perspective For their blading career or to stick around blading and stick around creating new videos it kato understood like my my thoughts that i just want to to continue with a new motivation and he he i think he he realized also that he cannot offer me what i was kind of putting in for him and he couldn't even kind of give back to to I, I can't say that I expected something from it. I never expected anything from REMS, you know, I skated REMS, they supported me and I never talked shit about the company or anything. I skated the skates and did, did all my best all these years, you know, but then we talked with Kato and, uh, yeah, we kind of said goodbye and I moved on with Rossi's and it was, it was mutual respect for sure. And it's, yeah, I mean, honestly, I haven't talked with Kato for, for, for last year or two years. And I, I would like to check in, how's he doing? But it is what it is, you know, it's times are changing. The companies are changing. And obviously riders want some kind of s- something that they represent. And if you don't know what it is exactly, then you might change for another company
0: yeah like it definitely seems like moving to roses was a positive move for you because it seems like it's afforded you more opportunities you know to make the these various projects that you've made over the years like the skate promos passenger the various things that you've done and going to events and it kind of seemed like towards the end of being on rems you seem to be injured a lot like you seem to have like quite a lot of injury problems. Was that fair to say? Because it it felt like you were off your skates for quite a while.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that was also the time when I was kind of looking for a fresh feel, you know, because I didn't want to go back to what led me to all these injuries. I knew I had to transform my skating, but I've been doing this with the same skate for 10 years, throwing bangers, going all in, always and yeah, it was like 2015, 2014 when I tore my ACL.
0: Right, that's so, what it was. Cause you had to, didn't you have to have surgery, right? Or, yeah, yeah,
1: twice back to back on the yeah. same knee. And it stopped me each time for almost like a, I don't know, eight months until I started like cruising, you know, just down the ramps. So all, every time, both of these times that I got stopped for such a long time, it also, yeah, I don't know, made me see more clearly where I want to go and that I just don't want to keep going like throwing hurricane topsoils and drop rails, but maybe, uh, maybe look on the long term and may make not two more years of my career, but maybe 10 more. So, it all yeah. connected with Rossi's coming back to the market, so I saw kind of an opportunity came for me to to start with them, which means working with different people and uh, skating a completely different skate. You know, going from Rems to the M twelve, it's yeah, like that's
0: that's night and day. Those are those skates couldn't be more <laughs> unlike each other.
1: It's like relearning to 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 do all those grinds, you know. And I felt like it was perfect time for that, you know, finding joy in just doing a top in royale and working with new people, skating the new skate. And it was just like a fresh, fresh, fresh air that I felt I really needed.
0: It must have been frustrating during that period because you obviously seem like a very motivated individual. So it must have been really hard when you just kept, it was like back-to-back injuries keeping you off skates because... I have no doubt in my mind you probably had all these plans or things you wanted to achieve during that time and your body just wasn't making it possible.
1: Yeah, but those plans at the time were really short-term plans. So I think those injuries are actually what I needed to figure stuff out and look in kind of more long-term. And yeah, yeah but getting injured sucks every single time it sucks so much and it can really get you to the dark places you know especially mentally if like last 15 years all you've dreamed about and all you've done is just skating with your friends having fun and now you get that thing being taken away from you and it can really suck so yeah
0: It did seem like a positive came out of it, though, because around that time, it felt like you started changing your outlook on life, because is that around the time, like, you're vegan now, is that right? Yeah. Or vegetarian? Vegetarian or vegan? Uh, Vegan. Vegan. And it felt like-
1: 99% vegan, yeah.
0: Yeah, it felt like when you like came back and you were on roses, like you were vegan, you were doing all like the stretching and it just felt like you were being a lot healthier and taking much better care of yourself. So what what brought on all that change?
1: And pretty much injuries, it started with that. I mean, it started finding ways how to have this body healthy, how to recover quick and how to stay healthy, even when I fall. So I started picking up yoga, changing my diet, I mean, I stopped smoking, stopped drinking alcohol. And it was all kind of natural. I didn't, you know, start, I didn't pick up Bible and just started living by these rules. I just started reading and discovering my body and trust, trying to listen to my body. That's not some kind of machine but my body has to be my best friend and i need to kind of listen to how it feels and treat it well if i want to to skate and be be able to do all these things on blades for like a long term but it all started with the injuries for sure it stopped me and i mean i'm happy i picked up a book and not something that would kind of drag me deeper in the hole of you know feeling demotivated and stuff but there was for sure times when i didn't feel motivated at all you know sitting on your couch for like last two months and doing your exercises and just feeling like you can barely like i don't know do a single squat you know after since you just two months ago you did hurricane topsail on, on a drop rail and now you're just there laying in bed so it was good motivation to get back up stronger For sure.
0: And was there any specific moment that just made you realize you're like, I'm not eating animal products anymore? Was there anything that, I don't know, you saw or read or like looked up and you just went, no, I'm not, that's not happening anymore?
1: There wasn't a single click, I wouldn't say. It came, it came slowly. And uh, first book I read kind of on this, kind of a little bit of uh, spirituality and kind of more consciousness, uh, kind of open-minded perspective was the monk who sold his uh, Ferrari, uh, Robin Sharma, uh, maybe you've heard. I mean, and that book really shifted my, made the first shift for my kind of the way I was going. Before that, I was just smoking weed, drinking alcohol and not, carrying a single bit, you know, what's what's after two years, what's after five years, how is my body feeling? And that just gave me a new perspective that, hey, if you eat more plants, you can feel healthier. And since then I kind of went vegetarian and then I get new knowledge from meeting people who were vegetarian or vegan at the time and then just traveling with with guys like Josh and Montre and, and Queenie, I think at the time none of them were really be- strictly vegan or strictly vegetarian but all kind of more open-minded on the philosophy of of not eating animals and uh, and yeah now I've been vegan for like I mean I don't even count it's I'm not I'm not even trying to be vegan I'm just I feel it's the right way to to go for me. And it's been like, I don't know, four years, maybe. Something like that.
0: Yeah, I remember well, yeah, Quinny was still living at unit twenty-three when he turned vegan, because I remember we were going out filming for a section and then yeah, he used to he used to eat fish and then he was just like, No, he's like, I'm just done. I'm not doing it. But it does seem like a positive movement. Like it seems like there's quite a few skaters now who are open about it and promoting it. And trying to just get away from the kind of reckless lifestyle of party as hard as you want skate as hard as you can kind of mentality because yeah there's no yeah there's no longevity in that you can't your body can't tolerate that forever it's gonna fail on you eventually so it seems like a great thing that more skaters at a top level are realizing that and promoting it to other people in the community as well
1: yeah, for sure. And I'm happy to see that as well. And I I mean, you'll feel it after you get closer to 30, you know, I'm happy for the guys who are 20 now and just shredding and don't have to warm up. I mean, I hope they figure it out sooner than later that warming <laughs> up, drinking a lot of water, you know, having a proper sleep that can really help to have your focus and your, just to manage your mind. You know, I used to get Mad and angry when I couldn't land a trick, and now I'm just feel like yeah, it's. I sometimes scream a little bit, but it's all positive, you know.
0: Yeah, um yeah, <laughs> making making the younger generation realize that they won't be twenty forever, and yeah, yeah. they are going to have to take better care of themselves. Um, you also use CBD products as well, is that right? Or you've been promoting them at various events because I've seen you. I remember was it Winter Clash this year or the year before? You were wearing like a CBD. Brands T-shirt? Did they? Yeah, I went for Clash. I'm guessing they approach you based on your like social media presence, or they see, or do you reach out to them? Like, how how do these partnerships work out?
1: And this particular one is actually it's a brand from Latvia, and it's uh, I know the person who is doing it. He's kind of old blader as well, and he's a homie, so it it all made kind of sense. I was down to do it like take their products and use them for my my routines even if it's yoga and just first just experimenting you know and seeing what it does so and he came up with kind of collaboration offer that i could gain a little bit of i wouldn't say it's a profit but just a bonus from doing it so so it's cool and uh, i think it's good you know if i can if i can promote things or products that i can truly stand stand for and i mean that's great you know i don't want to promote mcdonald's or red bull and stuff like this but when i can truly support the products that kind of stand by my values how i live how i see we should live or I don't, I don't know what's the better way for our health then then i think it's really cool
0: yeah it does yeah it seems it doesn't seem like an unlikely collaboration, like you doing that seems to make sense. And the fact that you're regularly promoting, taking care of yourself and, you know, things that are good for your body and mind. So yeah, it does kind of make sense. Um, with these, with the various endorsements that you get, so obviously you're on Roses, Head & Skate, Grand Control, BHC, you mentioned that other brand, the CBD brand, is, is that possible? To make a living from all those endorsements, like do do you get enough to support yourself, or is it still a struggle?
1: I mean, it's 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 how you really look on it. You know, it's if you look on it, how like that you could get. Of course, we could get much more as a as a pro bladers, but I can say for sure there's a possibility to make a living out of it. And it's not a single income, for example, from Rose's that I would get and support my life throughout the year, you know, pay for for the food, for the living and traveling. But I mean, you just you need to make your mind work and figure out ways. So I have a little deal with Head and Skate. I have a I have a contract with Rose's and then I have something started to come in, come in from my YouTube channel. And then there's some contests like EP this year. So during the summer, I would, I would do a camp for kids. I would do some lessons during the winter time. They're canceled because of COVID at the moment, but there's, there's for sure ways, you know, to figure out, and I've always looked on it. Like what is the way to, to make it happen? Not looking at like, fuck, this industry sucks because none of the brands can kind of afford paying living for their pros. But I I mean, I stopped expecting anything from anybody and just figure out what I need to do to kind of make it happen. And it seems working out at the moment. It's kind of stable. It's good. And I'm just pretty excited to to see what else ways there are, you know and julio can be a proof that you can you can evolve being a being a skater then being a pro skater and then starting your own thing and staying in the industry to create the industry and not just making best out of your career and then leaving so there's ways
0: yeah it it does seem like the people that are benefiting most in bleeding at the moment are people that aren't just waiting for companies to do it for them they're also looking for their own ways to make it by like you said yeah being inventive or yeah coming up with things um because i know that you obviously have the discount code with head and skate and are they like transparent about that do they tell you how many sales like people use your discount code for or things like that or do, do you ever- yeah
1: i mean i i can tell now that uh i mean i don't want to mistake with the numbers but it's like i think every month i almost make like i don't know maybe 300 euros just from head and skate from the code and and it's great you know you're not gonna make a living out of those 300 but if you yeah. have a, other things going on
0: well yeah then... like if if you have numerous endorsements then the hope is that the more you have and the better they are, that they all add up to something each month.
1: Yeah, and that's um, why it's a beautiful lifestyle. I think there's not one boss that pays my one or two K salary a month, but I have my I don't know five, six, seven ways of of getting these, getting the getting budget for my living and for my dreams and stuff.
0: Yeah, like rather than just. Hoping for it all to come from one place. Yeah, it's better to have multiple revenue streams. You mentioned uh, you mentioned YouTube. So, what what did you mean by that? Like, it's starting to kind of pay off now. Is that as in because of the numbers of subscribers you've got, or like, what did you mean?
1: Yeah, pretty much, you just if you want to make money out of YouTube, I mean, you can see Leno Life channel. You need to produce. He, new he seems videos. to
0: have a lot of things. Got he's a he's got a lot of ideas. He seems to have more ideas yeah. than most people.
1: And I mean, I'm super excited now because I have ideas of new concepts that I want to put out for YouTube that I wouldn't usually make for my either skate promo or work with my sponsors. And it's not the regular blading thing, but it's something entertaining and it's it's really a YouTube YouTube kind of concept and content that you can create and uh, so i mean even for next year i'm looking forward to to create new videos for my youtube and going back to you your question is is just you need to produce a lot of videos consistently and have good amount of views if you want to make anything out of like this last month has been pretty great for me. I've been able to post a new video pretty much every week and I've maybe made hundred, fifty Euros from last thirty days.
0: You which do seem is not much. Yeah. Yeah. But you do seem quite natural in front of the camera. Like you seem as if you feel quite comfortable doing it. Whereas I know that a lot of skaters just wouldn't no. aren't up for putting themselves in that position.
1: I mean, I'm not. I feel like I hate the feeling, but I just try to improve watching myself every time. And it just as the as the only way to, you know, you have to suck at something at first to get better at something. And that's that's the way of 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 how things go, you know. I mean, I've taken down some videos two years back because I'm just embarrassed of how I speak and how I look, but then again, I keep doing it and I start feeling more natural, but I still kind of sometimes sucks. You know, you walk in on the street, holding this camera and you're just still feeling like everybody's looking at you as you're some, but then it's, you have to let go of what others think as well. Yeah. And, I... and filming these YouTube videos really helped me to get, uh, kind of let go of what others will think. I'm like, fuck it. I'll do what I just have in my mind and I'll make best out of it. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Um it kind of seems like a few skaters are taking the initiative with that because obviously Montre's doing it as well. And then yeah, like you've said, Ricardo Lino. CJ you, now as
1: well.
0: CJ now as well. Yeah, we do the thing diaries. Nick Lomax is doing it. The only yeah, thing yeah. is, do you do you ever think about or worry that doing these videos and putting them out all the time makes you like too familiar or too like do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you've got certain skaters who the only time you see them is when they bring out an incredible section and then you don't really ever see them otherwise. And it makes it kind of more special, if you know what I mean? Because people don't see them that often. Do you worry that it dilutes you? Yeah, I, or-
1: I, I know what you mean. And I I, I don't think I care anymore. And maybe I sometimes thought about it, but I think I really don't care anymore. I'll put out my YouTube videos and I let people think whatever they want to think. Even yeah. some think, "Hey, this is stupid. You, you, you better go work on your street section." Let them think <laughs> what they think. Yeah, exactly. Let them think what they think, and then I'll just drop my new street part and I let them think of that what they want to think, and that's the way of how to go. And I, it's up to everybody to to like decide
0: oh yeah because yeah, yeah the, the level of your ability has never been in question and every new section you bring out proves that you know you're you're still going strong that was that was never in any doubt i just wondered if you ever feared that yeah like you said if you're putting out those videos all the time that yeah you'd worried i don't know people would get sick of you or whatever
1: it now it's i think it's opportunity to just come up with new concepts and something entertaining even for the bladers and i'm not just gonna film a camera and speak about I don't know some something that's really not related to my channel and and blading at all I'll try to come up with something interesting and kind of even show a different perspective and and what's behind those bladers so it's kind of when a non-blader finds my channel and he sees that there's like personalities behind it and there's there's more than just skating and the videos, but it's like a whole culture, you know, how my day looks and what I do in my in my life when I cannot travel and how my travels look. And I think it's something to it shows a nice insight for the for the kids, you know, to even maybe love our culture and lifestyle even more.
0: I think that is it. Like I think Bladen definitely needs more people that put themselves out there and make themselves a recognizable figure in the sport to people outside the sport as well, because in skateboarding, even people that don't skateboard, know famous skateboarders, like they can name them. Like if you said to just a guy in the street, you know, they could probably name four or five pro skateboarders, but they would never be able to name four or five aggressive skaters. So it feels like, if you do that, and your videos are getting, you know, three hundred and fifty thousand views and stuff like that, and you're getting these subscribers, that that is a way to make people outside of the sport aware of what's happening inside it. If that makes sense.
1: For sure, yeah. There has to be. There has to be. I mean, even mainstream. You know, it's good for people to just bring in new people, and when they're in, the ones who who recognize the core and recognize, like, how amazing the the whole lifestyle and just the community is, you know, if they stay, and it's it's amazing. Even people like, I don't know, you know, some people speak bad about Ty Chris, but, I mean, he did great things as well.
0: Oh, yeah. He jumped I'd...
1: from the Eiffel Tower. <clears throat> of course, it might be cheesy with the landing and everything. Yeah, and you're no. like, come on. but But still, come on. He had his dream. He went for it. He made it happen, you know. And while you speak bad for him, you might as well figure out your way how do you can invest in helping to grow it as well. So
0: true. Plus, yeah, he's like you said, he's he's living his dream. And it's not like Ty Chris didn't didn't pay his dues. I mean, he was he was an exceptional vert skater that could pretty much do every yeah. trick, switch and in natural. Incredible. And yeah. he did that for a long time before he became a TV personality. So it's not, yeah. It's, it's one of those things where, it, like you said, it is quite cheesy and easy to laugh at. But he he earned that position by being as good as he was at rollerblading. Yeah. If he wasn't good at yeah. it in the first place, for sure, he would never have got those opportunities. So, um plus with your videos, yeah, like you said, it's not like you're just putting out. Random video. You always seem to be working on a project, whether it's the e fees events, or whether it's traveling to Italy or Germany to make videos, or when you were in the States for Blading Cup. And um, you've also been, you've been working at Blading camps as well. Is that right? Did that start this year?
1: No, I've been part of Blading camps like for the for past years now, three or four years. I don't want yeah. to mistake, but I mean been homies with Josh since I can remember and uh, it's just he he invites me to to be part of the camps in the summertime he does the whole work Josh and Wani I think are the two main two 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 strong guys to 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 make the whole thing happen and I'm super happy to be able to go and coach coach the people and skate with everybody yeah Um, and it's yeah, last three and four years, I think.
0: Were you were you at the camp this year? Where they did it, like, well, tried to still make it work during coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, I that must have been to, weird. Yeah,
1: I went. It was especially yeah. It was at the time when the airport was completely empty, and I just figured out this kind of window in this whatever was going on in the world to actually fly out to Malaga. Do a camp for one week, stay with Josh for a couple of days, and come back home. And I had to stay ten days in self isolation. Yeah, because they they put Spain on the list just day before I arrived home. Uh, yeah, that's annoying. So was,
0: yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm stuck in the house now for almost two weeks. Great.
1: It was all right, and I'm yeah. I mean, super exciting that I actually managed to go and. Planning camp managed to make those camps happen a little bit different than usually you know not so many like diversity of international campers but still they laced it and I'm super stoked for what they're planning for next year
0: yeah I spoke to Josh about it just a couple of weeks ago and he just couldn't believe that they still managed to pull it off and it was yeah. still a success because he said when he started trying to book everything just all the odds were against him things were getting canceled all the time. He didn't yeah, he didn't know if any of his bookings were going to pan out or be able to work, but it seems like they managed to do it and it went well.
1: Yeah. I mean, not not as they would dream in a regular summertime because of the covid, but they still laced it, you know. They they worked harder and made it happen, so it's it's good. I'm happy for them for sure.
0: Yeah, Joe Atkinson was there as well this year, wasn't he? Was he one of the? Yeah, camp- I think. Yeah,
1: no, not in the one I went to. I think later on in in the September camp, right. maybe. Because also Josh uh, had some. They had some issues with, you know, getting the, getting the coaches. Montre is all usually there for for pretty much all the camps throughout the summer. And now he was not able to to leave states.
0: I remember that. So. Yeah, I remember remember seeing that. Um one thing I've always wondered now, obviously things are going really well with you and Rosies because you're you seem to be happy with them, you're making content all the time. When someone leaves the team and you're friends with them or you know them, does that make it weird between you guys? Because obviously Joe was on the team first. You're friends with Joe, like you've you've you know. You've filmed with them, you've made like you guys like work together on state of the art and stuff like that. You obviously like go to hang out at events together. Does it make it strange when he leaves a brand on bad terms and you're still with the brand? Like, is that is that something that you guys ever talk about?
1: Not really. I think I last time I met Joe was even actually a long time ago. I don't think I met him this year. Winter Clash. Okay, only winter clash. Yeah, but I may mean, maybe we even joke about it, kind of. But we, yeah. And there's there's quite a of guys, you know. There's like even Stefan left.
0: That's that's what I mean because that from what Le- I understand, you yeah, guys are they're, quite.
1: They're both also.
0: Yeah, I was under yeah, the because I mean,
1: both amazing guys, like yeah.
0: Um. Because. I can't remember who it was whether it was Stefan or someone Steph I'm sure Stefan told me you guys all like had a a big group chat like the Roses team at the time had a group chat thing going on where he's all basically keeping regular contact with each other and check in see how each other are doing so it just kind of seemed like it was quite a close-knit thing and then if one or two people leave on bad terms you just think that would make I don't know the kind of like situation awkward with bumping into that person again because you're like oh i'm still skating for that company that you now hate
1: (laughs) yeah i look on it as something ridiculous you know as if it's if i mean if you're a pro then you do your pro thing and you you even manage manage your contracts in a pro way you know and it shouldn't affect the fun as we have as a community and as as people when we meet each other, you know. So it's just funny. But, I mean, I even speak on Instagram with Chad and Stefan now and then. And they're both great dudes. So And I don't even know all the details of, you know, conversations that even all of them had with, with brosies and
0: how oh, they yeah. well-
1: finished things off.
0: Yeah, obviously there's two sides to every story, and I'm sure yes yeah, it's, it's it's one of those I, things. I always it, if you're think not in it, you can't know.
1: Yeah. It's communication is always the key. So it's there's there's never one side to blame, you know, in, yeah. in, in these kind of scenarios. There's also always somebody assumed something and didn't say something, and then this and that, and
0: yeah. Speaking of assumptions. I don't know if you've watched any of these <laughs> any of the other podcasts you haven't
1: um, I'm I watched some I listened to Stefan a little bit Greg a bit
0: right have, have you listened to the John from one.
1: Uh, actually I did a little bit there there's a lot of speaking about razors and stuff right
0: well did did you hear the point where he mentioned you.
1: Not sure
0: no, no I, I don't mean, think so. Right. Well, basically, towards, I can't remember what, I think it was towards the end, he mentioned that he believed that certain riders didn't get paid royalties for their products. And he named Derek Henderson, Carol Galushko, and you. And he said that he didn't believe Ground Control had paid you royalties for your pro frame. So I guess to to clarify Um, it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can clarify. I did get paid for my signature frame it was not much since they didn't produce many frames i believe it was two two dollars per per set of frames okay so it was a tiny bonus as well for me
0: do you know how many sets of frames they like sold or like made
1: i have it somewhere in my emails but i didn't pay that big of attention you know yeah to that maybe andy sent me email every two months like hey here's the sale from last two months and it was but i don't want to lie numbers probably i don't know a couple hundred frames but yeah i could be i could be mistaken as well
0: that was quite random because like ground control weren't doing pro frames for a while and then all of a sudden they just gave you a like tan featherlight three Proframe how did that how did that even come about
1: you know you sometimes you don't even need to question the choices companies make in our industry because they're (laughs) maybe not the the well-planned things but I don't know somehow Andy thought it's a good idea because of my my kind of I had I think great year at the time and but as well the color didn't turn out 100% as I wanted, and we didn't have enough time to do samples and everything, and it was all then a little bit rushed at the end. So it it happened. it was it was it was something, but it was not hundred percent as I would wish it would go with everything with the promotion and preparation.
0: What color did you want them to be?
1: Well, well, sort of creamy, but now it turned out a little bit too yellowish.
0: It kind of looked like the same color as the the Carol Galushko skate. Like I had but that, but not kind quite of, it yeah. as
1: well. I mean, I mean, I wish it was so then it actually would fit, fit perfectly. <laughs> so it would go <laughs> with Galushko <laughs> skate. But but now, I mean, it looked. I uh, actually, I I still love the color. It looks uh, it looks amazing on the black completely black frame. skate, and yeah. it, and it looks great on completely white skate as well. It kind of makes a unique
0: setup. Um, yeah I was just wondering about that because a couple of people have asked and they've said you know they're like oh get other razors on and ask their opinion and I'm like that's kind of unfair to put them in that position because if they're they're on razors and they're happy I don't want to do anything to get them into trouble with a sponsor they're happy with and yeah so I just thought makes sense to ask if John believed that you didn't get paid it seems to make logical sense to ask you because you're the only one that would know So, but if you said you did, then... no,
1: I did, it was no bad, no, no, I did. Everything was as we kind of arranged and uh, otherwise I would probably skating different frames. So (laughs) (laughs) it's all good. I'm still skating ground controls. I love the frame. It's good.
0: That's fair enough. Um, (laughs) What I was gonna, another one that I've always wondered. So you've achieved so much stuff in skating. You've had three pro skates, Pro frame, pro wheels, one winter clash, one all these events. Do you have a list of like uh, things you want to achieve, or do you have like a bucket list where you're like I'm I'm getting this stuff ticked off before I finish skating? You strike me as the kind of person that has a set of goals that you you want to achieve. Yeah, but
1: to be honest, most of the things you you first of all thank thank you a lot for appreciating but most of the things you mentioned none of them were really on a on a list to do they kind of all came especially those events like winter clash and and first pro skates i was just putting putting all in and those things came out of it as a reward so so now i just want to continue uh stay healthy and continue I feel like I'm getting warmed up
0: slowly. You, you make you make it sound like these things just came naturally or by accident. But I, I was at winter class the year that you showed up and just went for the five forty alut porn down this the scary rail, the big one, the yeah. one that everyone gets hurt on. That's that's someone that went there with an idea. Like you went you went to winter class that year, going, I'm doing this trick down that rail.
1: I I think so. Maybe I can't re- actually remember now, but. That was like that was the year when I got second and year before I went for the 540 alley so But I think so. I had it in my mind, some 540 grind on that rail. But to actually make the decision, I think I made when I when I went to the park and I saw, like, oh yeah, I could do this. And yeah, next year the same. I think next year's plan I already had. I knew I did the 540 Ali porn star. And I went to the winter Clash, and I was like, shit, elliptopsis is my my trick. For sure I can do like 540 aliptopsol But it wasn't like I'm here to do this trick. I was just like doing my best. And now, hey, the finals, your last trick. And you're like, hey, here's my chance, let's go.
0: <laughs> All right, you're, you're, make, you're making it sound that like you approach this now much more relaxed. <laughs> mindset than i than I believe but I'll, I'll take your word for it um so what have you got planned for the future it seems like you've got a lot of stuff that you're working on whether it's promoting roses or trying to make your social media following bigger because it seems to have got bigger or your youtube channel so have you got any kind of plans for any of those things that you can tell us about that you're working on or that we'll see soon
1: um Pretty much for next year, just keep keep marketing myself and the brands I write for in like the best way possible. Of course, most importantly, stay healthy physically and mentally to have a kind of a healthy look in the future. But most of all, I just want to keep uh, producing stuff, producing videos for my next pro skate come up with something new that we can talk later on in the next winter clash and uh yeah keep creating keep growing my channels and and keep looking in in the next couple years who knows maybe starting my own thing in the future it's all possible and i wish to just stay in blading for like as long as possible
0: all right, and lastly, what's what's the next thing we're gonna see from you? Like, can you tell us? Have, have you got any project in the works right now, or you're like probably stop, some... stop putting me on the spot with these questions? that I don't know the answers to.
1: <laughs> now, uh, probably some YouTube things. I mean, there's news from Rosie's coming up. I think early in 2021 and I got a couple boxes right there with something exciting in there as well so I mean it's good new products
0: there's there's products right there that I can't show you or tell you about but they're right there if
1: (laughs) honestly there's there's products that I even haven't seen the box is unboxed unpacked and it's been there for almost a week
0: how how can you possibly have a box in your house that's been delivered to you that you've not opened? That's that's like psychopath behavior. Why would I, why would you receive a why would you receive a package and not I, open it?
1: I put I push my self discipline to another level. No, I'm I mean I just want to film a new video with unboxing and it, the right time hasn't come.
0: Right, at least, well, at least there's a plan behind it. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were just yeah, yeah, letting yeah. them sit there because <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. Curiosity would definitely get the better of me.
1: It's good. But yeah, looking forward, there's probably new videos on my YouTube channel for this kind of dark season, especially here in Latvia. It's it's cold, it's dark, and the indoor skateboards are closed now. So, oh, right.
0: So have you yeah. guys gone back into lockdown or...?
1: sort of is actually like this starting from this week it's it's the biggest restriction so far because the numbers have been going really high up Yeah. so i just need to sit on my computer and stay healthy here to when the sun is out when the parks are open to get back out there and and yeah meet my friends and film new new, new stuff
0: and film more videos of you jumping in freezing cold lakes and trying to you know oh, yeah, destroy yeah. your heart yeah
1: tomorrow morning we're doing that tomorrow morning
0: <laughs> that's I, I don't know how you can do that just looks awful it doesn't doesn't look fun it's, at all i'm sure it wakes you up a, but it, it looks awful it's
1: yeah i mean there's there's a lot going on in your mind in your breath in your body and it's it's incredible once you do it right you know slowly and breathing and and patiently and then after that getting in that ice-cold water you just you want to laugh it's it's incredible it feels good
0: I'm, I'm gonna take your word for it but for the, <laughs> I think I speak for the majority of people who watch you do that and just think you look like a um, lunatic that it looks Note,
1: crazy. you know warapoi Bonim. yeah he did it a couple of years ago he came after winter clash to Latvia and we went to sauna and we went to ice-cold water I mean we cut a hole in the frozen lake and even note from Thailand who's used to plus 30 degrees all his life (laughs) he's got in there and yeah
0: Um, yeah but he's I also recently found out that he became a monk for a while so something tells me he's on he's on a different a different plane to most people so I think he might have yeah uh, been a mind over matter situation there
1: for sure for sure Note is a special dude can't wait to meet him as well and i mean i'm happy to be not normal as well i hope to stay that way
0: oh yeah when you do stuff like that yeah that's that's not normal behavior and the fact that there's a box of products sitting there that you refuse to look at is also making me think that that's not normal behavior
1: It's all right i'm okay i'm doing good
0: (laughs) i promise nothing's (laughs) nothing's wrong i'm fine um Well, on that note, I've taken up a load of your time today. Thank you for answering all the questions. And yeah, you've had an amazing 2020. I hope 2021 is even better. Hopefully we'll all be able to travel more. And yeah, can't wait to see what you do next.
1: Thank you so much for inviting and thanks everybody for listening.
0: Thanks, man. Speak soon.
1: Speak soon. Happy holidays. Bye. You too.